Welcome to RegTech Impact, Aram. Please introduce yourself. My name is Aram. I'm uh, the CEO and founder of C2S2, and we created the rulebook technology, helping companies to communicate uh, guidelines, regulations to their employees in a new way. Mm -hmm. um, may I ask you, how would you explain your job to your grandma or grandpa? How would you explain <laughs> that? Actually, I tell them that we are uh, caring about good corporate behavior. Good corporate behavior. Now, that sounds very interesting. But um, we're talking about RegTech today. And um, if we're just talking about RegTech, when was the first time you heard the word RegTech? Can you remember that? Yes, <clears throat> it was in 2018, I, I think, roughly when we started to think of um, finding an investor for our business model. And in this time, uh, this yeah, term came to my ears and eyes. And um, because I think uh, RegTech is really yeah, a perspective of investors, more or less. And mm -hmm. uh, me coming uh, from the corporate uh, world and corporate compliance and governance departments, we were not so used to this um, perspective of regula regulatory compliance, governance, uh, risk management. So I think there are two different perspectives uh, on, on this topic in the market Mm -hmm. That's interesting. But um, if you're just starting by defining the word RegTech, how would you define the wording RegTech? Do we have a definition of RegTech? Actually, I found your um, uh, description uh, and you said uh, RegTech describes the use of modern computer-based digital technologies to automate, simplify and improve regulatory governance, fraud, compliance, anti-corruption, ethical and risk tasks. So uh, starting from this, it's a very vague or very broad uh, uh, definition, actually. And uh, for me, again, it's two different perspectives. The one perspective is, in my opinion, the capital market perspective, more or less. Uh, so there, I think, investors are looking into the market, startup market, new technology markets, and they define RegTech uh, more or less, in my opinion, what I saw uh, in uh, the banking industry and insurance industry by using technology to optimize, automate, and, auto and or automate uh, operations in the industry uh, that are uh, driven by regulator regulatory demands, more or less. Uh, for example, know your customer processes and anti-money laundry. Um, this, a huge, this was a huge and is a huge issue for this industry. And uh, so they are saving a lot of money or they're spending a lot of money to improve those op operational procedures uh, using rec tech uh, startups or rec tech um, firms uh, which provide uh, more or less uh, solutions for, for this. The second perspective, in my opinion, uh, also coming from capital markets, is uh, the legal tech uh, area. Um, more or less, in my opinion, this is focused more on the target group of law firms and legal departments in the corporate uh, world. Um, 
they are dealing with this term more or less. And there it's a little bit more focused, in my opinion. So it's really dealing with analyzing uh, law uh, initiatives on a global basis and uh, seeing how can they adopt those legal changes in their day-to-day -day business in the legal departments and uh, uh, get more or less efficiencies in their day-to-day uh, -day work out of this. So this is the one perspective. So kept for coming from capital markets, it's reg tech and legal tech. Uh, and we can discuss uh, whether legal tech belongs to reg tech or whether it's a different topic. Um, um, but more or less, this is the one, one side of the medal. And the other perspective is uh, ESG, um, which comes more not, not from the uh, capital market, uh, from, the, uh, um, from the venture capital side, but uh, in the uh, measuring of sustainability, social impact um, of a company, um, looking on your own investments, for example, in, in, in shares of the company. This is also ESG, it's also very, yeah, prominent right now in the market and uh, everybody is talking about it and uh, but it's also capital market driven and when you look into the target group uh, within the co corporations which are really using technology and which define themselves as uh, belonging to a special function in in the uh, company then i think uh, the um, term grc egrc enterprise risk management is more or less uh, what they are identifying more or less with. And of course, technology helping uh, GLC, EGLC, enterprise risk management functions uh, can also be defined as reg tech. But um, from the perspective of the target group using it in the corporations, it's um, GRC or EGRC or enterprise risk management. No, that's really interesting. Uh, for example, you talked uh, the wording legal tech and um, also GRG. And I think um, let's talk a little bit about um, is legal tech a part of reg tech or is there a separate thing or is there everything but uh, we're just uh, saying something else? What is your opinion about that? It's, uh, is legal tech a part of reg tech? Yeah, in, in my opinion, uh, yes, uh, in, in, the, um, in, in the industry out there, I think uh, legal tech more uh, goes along with the target group and uh, people in law firms and in legal departments are more or less uh, approached or uh, can identify with with this term more or less. Mm. Whether reg tech, in my opinion, is still uh, something which is more or less more known in the banking and insurance industry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think maybe we can draw a vision of the wording reg tech. Just imagine a house, a house and we put it reg tech on the house. And maybe a room of that could be a legal tech, a room of that could be GovTech, something like that. And I think um, if you talk about RegTech, um, RegTech could be everywhere, also in the health in industry, in insurance industry. And I think um, to sum it up the, the definition of RegTech, I think we should look also this kind of perspective, Aram. Or do you agree or what is your opinion about that? 
Yes, I think this picture is is uh, quite quite okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is who is living in the house, yes. and um, and uh, the ones who are living in this community, they have to speak uh, a language that they understand, uh, uh, so to say. And I think when you come from the house, the corporate house, I think those people are uh, more or less defining themselves by the function they fulfill. And there is somehow a community. So I give you an example. I I, I would not say that the data protection officer of uh, Deutsche Telekom defines himself as part of the compliance function, um, which is perhaps in a other company in another house different because uh, uh, the data protection uh, department belongs to the compliance uh, department. So it's more or less an organizational issue how this house is defined within an organization and how the people who are working in this company are really defining their tasks and they are they are they are doings every, on an everyday basis, and um, so it's difficult to define the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely agree. A very very good answer, I think, for the definition of RegTech. But if we go further to the question, let's talk about the market. Um, how did you describe the RegTech market? I mean, globally, and in the second. We can just look to the German market. What's your opinion? So, so RegTech, of course, uh, yeah, it's it's an acronym. It it comes from from the uh, yeah more or less US uh, US uh, industry or US market uh, uh, driven uh, definitions. I think uh, uh, everything what came over there is also in trend of uh, of germany more or less and as i said before i think uh, it's in investors language uh, in the was investors language in the past i think it's adopted somehow here in the venture capital market um, uh, because this is in my opinion a very international uh, market and people are more or less um, sharing their own uh, language here on a global basis. So um, uh, when you look on the development of regulatory um, developments in the past, we can see uh, that uh, the European Union is more or less leading the discussion about regulatory impact sustainability more or less uh, since a few years. So um, in the future, I think this ESG uh, topic becomes perhaps something which which uh, can be a topic uh, which is driven by the European Union and by um, regulator- regulatory initiatives, uh, especially coming from our uh, one of our biggest problems, the environmental uh, uh, topics. And uh, so I think on a, on a global basis, I, I see 
it's it's more or less a capital market definition in the European Union. I think it's more or less a question of good corporate governance and uh, good corporate citizenship, which is again a, <laughs> a, a complicated um, term. But um, it's not so much uh, coming from the capital market, by, but from the demands which the, the, the people living here in the European Union and uh, uh, thinking they want to be part of something which makes sense and which has uh, a future. So perhaps we can see a trend uh, going apart from only a market perspective to something uh, which uh, people want to be part of and which they think products and services make sense. Uh, and when this would be a definition or a development in rec tech or in environmental safe uh, and health and safety or in ESG, then it would be uh, great to see, to, the, to see that in future. ESG is, um, ESG is dealing with the financial impact when you invest in a company uh, and you see, okay, what is the company doing with this money? Mm -hmm. And uh, what is the impact in environment, uh, in uh, social uh, topics and in uh, good governance uh, um, within the company more or less and mm -hmm. also together with business partners uh, the company is interacting with. Yeah. Perfect. Um, um, we talk about uh, RegTech in general, but I'm really interesting. Um, you worked in a corporate compliance department. And why did you left the corporate compliance department to build a RegTech company? May I ask you this personal question? Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> this um, was part of more or less 20 years of my professional um, life uh, working in consulting companies or in, in, in corporates uh, delivering uh, products and services. And I, I always cared about this thing of good corporate behavior. So doing things which uh, are affecting um, the business itself in a good manner, but also in uh, interacting together with externals and in internals and uh, after this very good experience over almost 20 years I, I saw that there is technology coming up in the market and using technology to help people this was to help people to take good decisions and to uh, behave in a good corporate uh, manner uh, within organizations this was something I thought Uh, technology can help uh, in the future. And since I always had uh, technology focus in my, my doings, also in these functions, uh, I thought uh, this would be a good idea to use technology to enable uh, people uh, to take good uh, decisions. Interesting. But just imagine you left corporate compliance department to build a RegTech company. Uh, what were the three biggest challenges for the RegTech startup? So actually, uh, 
the most challenging topic wa was to uh, find customers in the first step who shared this uh, idea which I had. Perhaps for those who don't really know what Rulebook is doing, perhaps I, I uh, share a few uh, thoughts about that. Actually, what Rulebook does is endless pages of PDF documents with uh, uh, regulations and with guidelines in the company um, are anywhere spread it around in the intranet or on shares. And now giving using technology to really bring the core essence of those regulations to the people um, uh, using search technology, using chat uh, bot technology. This was more or less the idea to enable people who are working in the front line, uh, taking good uh, decisions and not making this uh, duty of the compliance function or the data protection or the IT security function. Of course, they are needed in special cases and they have to consult a business uh, in special situations. This is really essential. But on a day-to-day -day basis, there are so many things people can uh, just consider and take their own decisions. And um, yeah, um, now I lost more or less your question, but... Uh, I think uh, I just asked you three biggest challenges and one challenge was uh, yeah. finding the customer. Yeah, uh, finding the customers. So the, the, our customer would be normally when we come from the perspective of RegTech, Uh, uh, who is who is um, who is responsible within uh, the uh, corporate uh, for those topics is normally uh, the compliance officer, and uh, finding a compliance officer to share this idea that it is possible to um, to use information technology to use AI uh, to make that happen was about 10 years ago or eight years ago when I had this first idea, very, very difficult because in that time, compliance officers uh, thought uh, very different about technology. They thought uh, technology is something in other areas. They used normally e-learning uh, for as a technology for bringing um, topics to employees. But they were not so much, uh, yeah, keen on really, uh, let's say, uh, advanced technology, using advanced technologies. And so it's it's a question of risk, exposure, risk taking uh, capabilities. And um, as a compliance officer or as a legal person, you normally this is very natural. You do not want to take uh, so many risks mm -hmm. and uh, to use this technology in the first step as a first mover was more or less a risk. And uh, I think this was the most, most uh, uh, challenging aspect of uh, founding uh, uh, the company. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you have the uh, last one. I maybe the three biggest challenge. Do you have the last one? <laughs> If not, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, we can sum it up. The first one was finding the customer, then convincing the compliance officers that your new or your rectech solution as a first mover 
and uh, maybe anything else as a challenge do you have yes i, I had a background uh, in this industry and uh, i think um, finding people uh, for the company uh, who uh, share this idea and uh, found the company so to say mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. was was the third biggest point um, it's it's easier to find something um, everybody understands as a demand this uh, demand is very special has mm -hmm. a special focus has a special target group and um, therefore finding people who are so to say um, who like who, an employee maybe like finding the right employees yes but first i had co-founders uh, to um, to form the company so to mm -hmm. say so the two co-founders i found they were very important and then of course the next step was finding the right employees okay. uh, which which is uh, also very important but in the first step you cannot build a company on your own it's, it's yes, absolutely uh, not absolutely. not possible That's absolutely right. But um, like, let's talk about um, a challenging topic in the RegTech company. Um, I mean about sales. And how does the sales work as a RegTech company? Do we have any ideas? Yeah, I, I think uh, I can say that, especially in this industry, everything is built on trust. And um, building trustful relationships, uh, especially in the B2B uh, business. And then with this target group I have described before was, uh, was the most important uh, topic of, of, of sales. So we focused in the first step on a very few customers uh, bringing really this technology to life, uh, making really impact in those first customers with the technology and then it was more or less an, uh, yeah, very exciting and uh, for me also a very nice process to see that the customers started to talk about what they were doing together with us mm -hmm. and um, then it's always the same in, in small target groups more or less that People are talking about it and then you have more or less followers. Mm -hmm. And when you have followers uh, who follow the story and the idea, then uh, sales is more or less going automatically. Mm -hmm. But um, can you describe the timeline? I mean, how long could it be take? Six months, one year or three months? Do you have an idea? So actually, still in, in our uh, sales processes, um, you have six to 12 months to convince the customer from the first uh, um, contact, then making a test with real data of the customer, uh, having discussions with other internal departments within the customer organization, coming back and then setting up the whole thing. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not like, uh, okay, you decide to use uh, um, rulebook technology and, and just start off. Of course, you can start mm -hmm. with a few regulations and it's very quick, but uh, you are going, uh, you start a journey within the mm -hmm. company. 
really okay. making communication uh, uh, of, of rules and values to something important. And um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think uh, starting off with the first customers and coming really into a, a sales process more or less was about two to three years uh, mm -hmm. at least. And my recommendation is always you need, you need the time uh, to be successful and you need a good investor and a good, good team um, who has uh, also the time. And um, it's not only everything good, which is set up uh, within six to 12 months uh, from the scratch. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. I mean, um, let's talk about another question. I mean, we can maybe think about uh, what do we need to be a good rec tech company? I mean, what do we need to be a good rec tech company? You can wish everything. I mean, do <laughs> I mean, do we need more support from the governmental side? What com comes in mind to be I, a good rec tech company? I, I think uh, when you see how many regulations are out there, uh, I, I think we do not need more support from the governance uh, uh, creating more or less the business case. There is so much regulation out there, so this is there. Um, I, I, I think uh, finding investors, um, having, uh, having a mindset in the market which uh, also takes risks in financing those startup or rec tech companies is, is uh, of course very important. And um, the other thing which I think is important, um, you need beside the pure technology um, which you uh, which is part of your business uh, you need also uh, traction in the topic you are dealing uh, with and finding people like you <laughs> and uh, uh, and of course uh, I was also I, I, I had a lot of experience with the topic and uh, so I had not only the idea of, of technology I had also the idea of content so I think in future RegTech is defined by uh, three top three things. Of course, you need regulation; otherwise, uh, RegTech would not exist. Uh, you need um, good technology, which is which is designed uh, uh, in a in a way that it helps people. And the third thing is uh, you need content, good content, and people who understand uh, the needs of the clients and and who can deal with uh, uh, the topic and the content. Mm -hmm. But in which, I mean, we can talk about company areas, can RegTech really add value? I mean, we, we talk about companies, about in which areas can RegTech really add value? I think there are two different levels in a the company. There's on the one hand, uh, everything which uh, creates the vision, the strategy, Uh, the uh, values of the co company, so more or less um, everything which is a frame um, and which gives the company its shape more or less. And there is an organization, uh, it has to be set up and it has to be a f function in a good, good way. This is the one 
one thing, so to say, having a good framework for mm -hmm. for everything. Rectech can help here um, uh, um, in this area. Uh, and the second thing is really um, operations and business processes. So normally we in the past defined the one thing was more or less corporate behavior and uh, corporate compliance. And the other thing is business process compliance or operational excellence. And um, I think these are the both areas, making the company good on the one hand, giving a good uh, uh, understanding of how we work together, how we are adhering to values and rules. And the second thing is making uh, the business um, efficient uh, with processes, procedures, which automate more or less regulatory uh, um, uh, tasks uh, and um, making the company more successful and more efficient in adhering uh, to rules in, in, in their business processes. Interesting. Um, if you talk about uh, RegTech and we talk about compliance department, what should RegTechs learn or consider working better with the compliance department? What can they do? Yeah, the, the question is how the compliance officer defines uh, him or herself. Um, mm -hmm. um, I, I think the compliance function was more or less uh, or defined themselves more or less in this first level, corporate behavior, corporate values, uh, uh, and so on. And more and more, the compliance officer has to add value also in the operations and uh, has to deal with uh, digitization in processes, uh, in internal controls, uh, in uh, uh, technology, which uh, which really brings up also issues, for example. Mm -hmm. So it's not only spanning uh, the frame and talking about good things and communicate communication, uh, but also communicate within uh, the, the processes. So... Um, using analytics, for example, within processes to find uh, uh, critical solutions uh, uh, on, on an on a ad hoc basis. Uh, so I, I think it, uh, it has to do a lot of to do with how the compliance function will define their tasks in the future mm -hmm. and whether they really... Um, go into into the operations of of uh, the uh, of the company and really helps the organization uh, there to to uh, be better and more efficient mm -hmm. that means for a rec tech company you should talk with the compliance department of a company and also with the c-level also with the chief compliance officer or the question is um, as a rec tech company um, Who is my right uh, spokesman? Or if I want to make sales with a company, I should talk with the compliance department. And and um, I think, yeah, I think with uh, the the uh, with legal and with um, also the functions within IT, uh, which drive innovation in, in, in and, and digitization in the company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> So um, I, I think it has to uh, it has to be uh, uh, it has to be more or less 
connected. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not talking, okay, you have to behave in this and here's the regulation. You have to care about, okay, what is the business doing with this regulation in the processes? What do you think are the three major upcoming trends in the DRG and in the reg tech world? So uh, um, I think the connection between uh, the behavioral compliance level and the operations, this has to be combined, com combined in the future. I think uh, the, uh, let's say, um, second uh, line of defense, um, so these functions, they have to uh, build up strategies and technologies which help the first line of defense. And I think uh, a third, third uh, step or a third uh, driver will be um, the uh, third line of defense. So how can they be they really be used uh, to bring an independent opinion to the company using also technology advanced technology uh, let's take a corporate uh, audit department um, i i see them still using technology from uh, 20 years ago uh, uh, auditing uh, processes procedures uh, auditing departments uh, so they have to also uh, develop in using the right technology to identify issues uh, in, in 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 the company and i think uh, this will bring uh, a totally new world into the uh, assurance business. Let's call it like, uh, let's call it this way. How yeah. can it happen that auditing firms are auditing companies and two days later, the company is gone mm -hmm. <laughs> because yes. they have so, yes. so big <laughs> issues. So, so how is it possible Yes. That bank accounts and and uh, funds are not found. Uh, yes, there is a lot of criminal energy within those corporations. You I mean, Wirecard, maybe? Yeah, it's Wirecard. It was Enron. It was. Uh, there are so many examples mm -hmm. uh, of the past, uh, uh, which which can give example here. Mm -hmm. And and I, I think this industry to really bring trust again into into the uh, market uh, they have to they have to use also technology uh, to give really assurance uh, to um, the participants of the market to the people working in companies so as a startup we were audited by an external auditor it was a demand of our investor Mm -hmm. So it, it was it was a very very important step for us to have an independent view on what we are doing with our uh, Steuerberater, yeah? mm -hmm. <laughs> tax accountant, and so on and so forth. But uh, when they just tick the box and not looking really into the topics uh, and, uh, and 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 really making sure that the things are uh, are running in the right way. 
then it's uh, complicated. Uh, I give you an example of a company. Uh, they were keen on having a certification of the um, of the effectiveness of their compliance management system. Mm-hmm. And um, normally you talk to people and you see procedures, you see documentations and so on and so forth. You see the values, you see trainings, you see uh, everything of that. Yeah. Uh, risk assessments, uh, reportings, and so on and so forth. They have whistleblowing lines. And this is also part of a good compliance management system. We have standards out there. So this company said, okay, we want to have the highest certification. It's uh, not the design of the system, not the implementation of the system. No, the system is really uh, effective, working Mm -hmm. effectively. And and they said, we want to use advanced uh, technology uh, in analytical uh, accounting, uh, uh, for example, um, to to make sure that we really, really don't have an issue. And I think this is the step, uh, looking really into the, the transactions and the details. So you can be a good compliance officer making everything what's in the standards, but when when the operations are not running in this way and when you have nobody who is looking at this, but not going there hours, weeks, talking to people and uh, printing papers with uh, tests uh, and so on. No, really going into the operations and really see, okay, how is it really working and give value to the compliance function uh, to Im- that they can improve uh, uh, the, the system and, and not uh, trying to get the uh, Persil shine uh, under mm-hmm. your system just because you have a good documentation. Uh, this is not the future, I, I, I think. So the yeah. uh, assurance industry has to uh, develop and has to be independent enough uh, to, uh, to afford um, this kind of uh, of assurance work. I mean, we talk about RegTech, we talk about comp- uh, compliance department, but um, one question, if we able to transform the RegTech function into the digital age, all parties of the global ecosystem, I mean, public and private should work together. Who globally can, is, are taking the lead in this? What is your opinion? Is there a or you can say a global ecosystem who can globally or here nationwide uh, are taking the lead in this. So when 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 you talk about the uh, startup industry, more or less, or the investors, I think we are seeing some really exciting business models in, in those areas and uh, investors are really seeing the, the change chance in the future. Of course, money is always important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it more, more important because money goes only into things uh, corporations or organizations are spending money uh, on in, at the end. I, I think it's, it's the, uh, uh, the top management, uh, the, the owners of, of, of corporations who uses this technology that the, they really see 
an advantage. And the biggest trend here is the, uh, the uh, ESG uh, trend. I think when companies understand that they, they are re refinancing in, in, in the market is directly impacted by their capabilities of bringing um, compliance into the behavior of the mm -hmm. company and also into the processes seeing this really as an uh, as an added value then um there there were the shoe draws <laughs> yes you are right i mean a very interesting the final question i'm always asked is uh, which two books would you recommend do you have any books to recommend I, I got a book from my wife. It's called uh, The Klang of the uh, Forest or Der Klang mm -hmm. der Wälder. Mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 it deals with the uh, sounds, uh, the piano sounds and uh, a young man uh, in Japan who uh, is exploring this world of sounds and sounding. Aram, we are finally in the end. Uh, it was a pleasure to talking with you and I hope we see you next time. Bye-bye, Aram. Bye-bye, Akan. Thank you.